Welcome back to Freedom with NFTs. I'm your host, Lauren Turton. And on today's episode, we're going to be getting into so much valuable content, legal content. If you've been with me on this journey for a while, you know when I started the Freedom with NFTs podcast that I made it a point to bring on people who spoke about topics that I had a hard time finding the answer to. Mitch Jackson and I connected on a Twitter spaces many months ago, and we've been keeping up with each other on social media. And I absolutely love what he's done and his pivot in the Web3 space. He spent 35 years as a trial lawyer. 2019 was named Orange County's Trial Lawyer of the Year. In 2013, California's Litigation Lawyer of the Year. You're a visionary and you know all is possible in the Web3 space. I welcome you to Freedom with NFTs. I'm Lauren Turton and in each episode of Freedom with NFTs, I interview NFT enthusiasts who share their tools, tips, and tricks so you can dive even deeper into creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday, so hit subscribe so you can stay dialed in to Freedom with NFTs. Mitch, it's an honor to have you on the Freedom with NFTs podcast. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Lauren. Thanks for having me on. This is going to be so much fun because you and I are both passionate about NFTs and the Web3 space. And I'm hoping I can bring a little bit different perspective to your audience members on things they might want to pay attention to moving forward. Quick correction, that was a 2009 Orange County Trial Lawyer of the Year Award. Not that it matters, okay, but I just want to make sure everything we talk about today is clear, concise, and accurate, because I think when it comes to building community in a Web3 space, when it comes to being transparent, it's important for both of us to walk our talk. So it's good to be here. Can't wait to dive into the issues. And uh, all I am going to say is I wish I was a little bit closer to where you're located right now than where I am at this end of the podcast episode. It is a beautiful day here in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. I'm very thankful to be here. And I think you are someone who also thrives in the sunshine living in Southern California. Before I mentioned some of your incredible achievements in the legal world, but let's dig a little bit more into that. Can you share sure. with us what your background is in? I, I'd be happy to. I'll give you the, uh, the 60 second version. So before Web3, before social audio, social media, the internet, bulletin boards, even before the fax machine, Lauren, and I'm aging, I'm dating myself right here. I grew up on a guest ranch in Tucson, Arizona. I grew up watching my mom and dad host guests from all over the world, horseback riding, tennis, golf, 600,000 acre game, game reserve was right next to the ranch. And so I grew up doing all of those cowboy things. I watched my mom and dad build this business and run this business for 30 years. And it was all premised around relationships. Uh, a friend of mine that lived up the road from where I grew up, he and I used to go scuba diving all the time, all the time down in the Sea of Cortez, which is which is where you're located. And he happened to be a lawyer in Tucson. And I'd listen to Fred's stories. And I thought to myself, someday, if I ever go to college, if I ever go to law school, uh, you know, this is something that I want to do is have my own law firm. And so fast forward to today. That's what I did. Uh, moved to Southern California, started my law firm out of the back of my car 35, 36 years ago, met my wife in law school. She's my partner. Uh, she makes all the important decisions at the firm. 
And, uh, and we've been rocking and rolling ever since. We love litigating and trying cases. I love holding wrongdoers accountable uh, for the things that they do to innocent consumers. And what I've noticed with the Web3 space, Lauren, is as a lawyer, one of the advantages, I think one of the benefits your audience members are going to get today is I'm the one that gets the phone calls when something goes wrong. I'm the one the companies will reach out to before anything you see publicly on social media or in the discords or Twitter spaces, they've already talked to legal counsel about the pros and cons, the IP, the contracts, whether they're allowed to do this in the Web3 space under SEC rules, regulations, and guidelines. And so what I'm trying to say is I've got my finger on the pulse of what we're going to talk about. And so I hope we can peel back, you know, pull back the curtain just a little bit and talk about some of these things so that your audience members will know how to move forward in a safe way if in effective way and in a profitable way, and also maybe avoid some of the mistakes that you and I have seen some of our fellow community members making good faith, uh, because I think the less mistakes you, you know, you can avoid making, the better off you are for positioning yourself for success moving forward. So that's why I'm excited to be here today, other than sharing the digital room with you. Wonderful. I'm so excited to get into all of this juicy content. But before we do, I'm curious to know, when did you first find out about NFTs? Ooh, when did I first find out? So it's been a couple of years since the term non-fungible token. And I'm not even sure if that was the term that came across my desk. Uh, a company thinking about coming out with the technology that we now know are NFTs. And I remember thinking to myself, this is, this is a fascinating tool. It's something that if we can leverage non-fungible tokens with other technology, which you and I now will refer to as blockchain and smart contracts, okay? Because back then, some of the NFTs that we were talking about were done on centralized servers. One company is control of, in control of everything. But I remember this concept coming across my desk, uh, doing some legal contracts premised around that concept, and it got me interested. And then I would say over the last year and a half with everything that we've been watching, with the Web3 world exploding, with uh, uh, the advancement of the ease of use and integrations of the different platforms and digital wallets. And for me, the metaverse spaces, uh, everything came together. I dived in head first, uh, just like you have, and have never looked back. And here's the fun part. You and I talked before we went live about how I adapted to and utilized social media early to build the global brand. And I think for your listeners who use and tap into Web3 technologies today. You know what? Probably even in 2023 next year, you're still early. And I think there's a chance and an opportunity to really build out a global brand to market your products and services using some of the things that we're going to be talking about today in a way that your competitors have never even thought about. You know, when we jump into our Twitter spaces and we talk NFTs and our discords, we're like one half of one point of 0.001% of people on this planet. They're even talking about this stuff. The large conventions that you're going to, Lauren, when you look at the numbers at these conventions, it's 0.000001% of the global population. This is new. This is exciting. This is going to change the world, just like the printing press, the wheel, electricity, and the internet combined. We're, we're living in exciting times. That's why I'm a part of this conversation. So for someone who pivoted 
tested hard years ago when social media first came out and someone who pivoted hard now with non-fungible tokens coming out. What advice do you have for people who are listening right now to this episode who are on the fence about entering the NFT and Web3 space? On the fence. Okay. I would suggest do, you know, there's a term out there in NFT world, do your own damn research or something like that. And that's important. Okay. I'm going to raise the bar a little bit. Do quality research, pick an aspect of NFT, NFTs and dive deep, whether it's uh, regarding blog posts, whether it's the NFT handbook by Matt Fortnow and Kihara Santeri. It's a great book. Matt's a lawyer here in LA. Uh, and just Take baby steps, learn the process, um, be interested in the niche that you're thinking about going into, see what other people are doing, and then just don't rely on what they tell you. Take a step back, take a deep breath, and then do your own due diligence on what someone said. Is what they told you accurate? Are you using tools like LexisNexis and Thompson Rudders, which are online investigative tools to see who it is that's asking you to invest in an NFT drop, to see who it is that wants to be a partner of yours with a big project, NFT project that people are putting together. These, these resources give you access to literally billions of data points to be able to analyze people, companies, and situations so you know who you're doing business with. You're not getting caught up in FOMO, fear of missing out, and instead, you're approaching these opportunities with a clear head and with all of the material facts in front of you so that you can make smart business decisions. That's where I'd like to see people start. And I think you can take an hour to a day, uh, whether it's early in the morning or late at night for those of us working full time and just slowly and gradually learn the process. What have been some of your favorite resources for learning about this space? Well, I'll tell you, when it comes to NFTs, uh, the NFT handbook I thought was pretty good. Have you had a chance to read it by any chance? I have not. Okay, so you have to check it out because Matt was one of the early NFT handbook, everyone. Matt Fortnow was one of the early uh, uh, online sports uh, platforms back in the mid-90s, okay? And he wrote the book on the music industry which is considered the legal Bible of the music industry. His co-author is the community manager for Mark Cuban. And it's a really good A to Z. Chapter nine is, is all the legalities of NFTs. Um, and I got excited when you asked me the question. I already forgot what the question is. But what I was getting at is that's something that really helped me wrap my head around, you know, the start and finish of the whole NFT type of situation or platform. Uh, I would also look at what some of the leading players in the NFT space, how are they doing things? How are they combining uh, the creation and distribution and discussion of NFTs with building communities? Who are the great community builders out there building communities for the right reasons so that uh, through community, you can develop NFT digital assets that have value, the gift or, or, or digital asset that keeps on giving, you know, model the success of other people. And I think uh, I could mention a few names if you want me to, but I mean, generally speaking, that's what I would do to get started in this space. Absolutely. I'd love to hear who you're thinking of. Well, well, okay. So I we have a mutual friend and I think he's doing a really good job in this space and it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. And Gary and I go way back to the early days of just recorded video, YouTube type of video. 
And one of the things that he's really been good at is building community, as you well know. And I think VCon's a good example of that. And um, when you look at and listen to what Gary talks about on his different uh, digital channels, you'll hear him over and over talk about community and relationships and how NFTs are sim simply a integral component of doing all the above, right? And so I think by modeling what they're doing, by paying attention to, to what Gary's saying, I think that's a great place for people to start. Uh, obviously, not all of us have that type of community. Not all of us have that type of business sense where it seems to me like everything Gary touches, you know, turns to gold. We both know there's exceptions to that. But I mean, we can still take away from what works and what doesn't. Add that to your personality, to your brand, to your interests, what you enjoy doing in life, because I think it's really important that we have fun and enjoy what we're doing each and every day. And then from those experiences, you can put together an NFT project or maybe an NFT drop. You can, you can partner with the right people so that each and every day through all of the hard work, and it does take a lot of hard work, you're in an environment that's pleasurable and enjoyable and meaningful for you. And I think when you do that, uh, the NFT space comes together, it starts to make sense, and uh, you're, you're substantially increasing your, your opportunities for success, however you define su success. So many golden nuggets in there, and I want to flip the switch now and get into some leg legalities. Sure. For the projects that you have consulted on in the Web3 space, what are some of the top legal issues that you've seen? Some of, the, some of the top issues is, you know, I spoke two weeks ago at CEX in Phoenix, which was a great Web3 conference put on by Joe Paluzzi and Brian Clark. And what I talked to my audience about was really consider using legal entities in everything you do in the Web3 space. So if you're a creator, if you're an investor, if you're someone hosting platforms where people, you know, do their NFT drops from, think about doing so as a legal entity, some type of corporate entity, some type of limited liability company. The reason you want to do that is it separates your business liabilities from your personal, uh, from your personal assets. And you're also creating tax benefits, retirement plan benefits, venture capital uh, benefits, by doing business as a legal entity. So number one, do business as a legal entity. I know it's not always easy. It can sound complicated, but I think setting up a legal entity and, and learning how to use it the right way is critically important to long-term success. Every single major NFT drop that I've been a part of or have offered counseling on or have watched as a third party uh, was put on by some type of legal entity in the background. That was the foundation. That's the first thing. The second thing is I highly recommend uh, for tax purposes, for security and exchange commission purposes, SEC purposes, I highly recommend that if you're really serious about this space, you know, find a good lawyer and a good CPA in your state, in your region, in your country, who can hold you by the hand, take your hand and help you make those important tax decisions, those financial decisions when building out your, your businesses. Because I think there's a lot of interesting zeros in the Web3 space when it comes to uh, adding value, when it comes to raising revenue, when it comes to making an income. And it's super important that people uh, manage their money in a way so that, for example, last year when the markets were up and there were a lot of uh, NFT profits uh, uh, flowing through digital wa wallets, 
and you fast forward to today where everything's kind of upside down and there's there's a, an adjustment taking place in the cryptocurrency space, um, you're positioning yourself to be able to take care of your financial obligations, both tax, business, and personal for the long-term play. So the third aspect is think of this as a long-term play, okay? Everything you do shouldn't be done uh, via a spur of the moment decision. Plan ahead a little bit, have professionals, uh, you know, helping you make these decisions and just finalizing my answer to your question. Over the years before Web3, I, I've helped literally hundreds of startup companies, whether it's actually starting the company or in litigation or trial. There's one consistent uh, factor or element I've seen with every single star successful startup without an exception. And that is number one, they had a good lawyer and number two, or law firm behind them. And number two, they had a great CPA. Okay. And because they're able to make smart, long-term intelligent decisions, they can position themselves for success. What I see in the web three space is I see a lot of fast paced, uh, click first, think later activity. And I get it. It's exciting, but I'd like everybody to pump the brakes a little bit and, and do the three things that we just discussed. This episode of Freedom with NFTs was funded through a grant from the NEAR Foundation. To learn more about how the NEAR Foundation is building the future of the creator economy, visit NEAR.org, N-E-A-R dot O-R-G. Thank you so much for sharing those insights. Very important for everyone to think about as they enter the space or if they're already in the space, some action items that they can take to make sure that they're set up for success. Are there any legal situations that no one is thinking of during their NFT journey? Well, I'll tell you, uh, first of all, I'm a glass half full kind of, kind of person when it comes to Web3. Let's get that straight, okay? My job is to just point out some of the landmines that I see people stepping into that could be easily avoided. I'll tell you one of the biggest challenges I've seen has to do with uh, intellectual property, with IP. And what I see happening is I see NFT creators uh, creating with third-party designers their NFT projects. And they, they, they reach out to a third party. Uh, the NFTs are created, the images, the designs, whatever it is, the graphics. Um, and the whole project is, is, is underway. There's a lot of money and time and effort being put into the drop. And either just before the drop or after the drop, you know, the uh, founders find out that the content, the art that was originally provided by the third party was actually copyright, copyright protected. It was owned by somebody else. And nobody uh, used contracts when hiring third parties to protect themselves in case there was a IP or copyright violation. So you in good faith could hire a third party to design something. Uh, but if that third party inadvertently, negligently, or even intentionally took that art from a, from a third party, that, from, a, from someone else who had uh, intellectual property rights on that content, you're going to be responsible as the part of the person in the chain of distribution. And so what we encourage everyone to do, Lauren, is when you're using uh, third parties to help you with your NF, NF, uh, NFT content, whether it's creating NFTs, hosting the NFTs, promoting the NFTs, you want to have in your, you want to have a written agreement with those third parties, number one, okay, which a lot of people aren't doing. You and I know that. It's a couple of clicks and it's like, let's get this done. Number two, you want to have two provisions in that agreement. You want to have an indemnity provision, which means if you're brought into a lawsuit or a claim is brought, 
uh, that third party agrees to reimburse you or indemnify you for any damages that might be incurred because of that third party's uh, improper, negligent, or intentional wrongful conduct. And then you also want to have a venue clause. A venue clause is a clause where if there is some kind of dispute, you can pick in your venue clause exactly where that dispute's going to be resolved. For example, for my clients, it'll be Los Angeles, California, or Orange County, California. So if you have someone in New York, Paris, uh, Paris and Berlin, and it's a Web3 uh, DAO NFT type of environment, you can specify with all of the parties where the claims will be resolved. So I don't have to fly to Paris or to Berlin on behalf of my client to defend my client in a frivolous lawsuit. So those are two provisions I'd like to see more creators and NFT artists use when dealing with third parties. It'll save them a lot of headaches and help them get a good night's sleep. Something that just came up as you were sharing all of that is how overwhelming legalities can be for people who yeah. are not in that arena, in that space like you are. So what's a piece of advice that you would give for someone who's listening to this, who's feeling overwhelmed right now in regards to taking legal action, taking legal steps so that they can be protected? It is overwhelming and it's complicated, right? Web3 is complicated. I mean, right now there's a lot of things that are happening all at once. We don't know what's going to work in a court of law. We're not sure who's liable if somebody has access inadvertently to somebody's digital wallet. So because of the complexity of Web3, I think it's really important to, as a creator, form a relationship early with a qualified lawyer or a qualified consultant who knows what he, she, or they is doing, are doing to help hold your hand and walk you through the process. We have a lot of uh, clients, both legal clients and consulting clients, that are NFT creators. And what we've noticed is a lot of the questions that they're stumbling over, you know, how should I, should I do business as an individual, Mitch, or should I start an LLC? Uh, what type of written agreement should I be using in the purchase and sale of my NFTs or when I'm hiring third parties? A lot of the questions that keep them up at night, we've had, you know, lawyers across the country and across the world have handled, uh, you know, thousands of these you know, similar situations where we know the answer like the back of our hand. And so, Lauren, I would simply suggest, you know, partner and spend as much time as you do creating that first NFT, spend as much time finding the right business consultant or lawyer to hold your hand and walk you through the process. And I know it's a hassle. I know it's complicated. And sometimes it can be a little bit expensive, but it's time and money well spent early in the process that will avoid nightmare situations a year, two years, or five, 10 years down the road. Absolutely. And I know so many people are entering the NFT space because they want to use this technology to create legacies. And mm -hmm. by taking action in the beginning, by aligning with lawyers, CPAs, you truly have what you need to create those legacies. So thank you for sharing those pieces Re of advice. Real quick. I'm curious. Yeah, absolutely. Real, real quick, because you mentioned the word legacy, and I don't have a hard stop, just so you know, but I, I know we do have a time limit. So here's the thing. Every major NFT drop that, that you've seen that people are talking about, look, there are corporate entities behind these drops, and there's a reason why that's happening. If they're doing it, you might want to think to yourself, why aren't I doing the same thing? All right, They're doing it that way because that's how they've been advised by really good law firms. Uh, 
you asked me, what are some things that people haven't thought about? You mentioned legacy. What I want everyone to do, because we're all creating art and memories and legacies and, and value with our NFTs. Think about incorporating your NFTs into your estate plans, into your wills, into your trust. If something happens, God forbid, to, to, to one of you, if you become incapacitated or you know, an untimely death, who has access and the rights to your NFT? Who gets to enjoy the value of all that hard work you put in? So you can provide for your heirs ahead of time. I think that's critically important. If you're doing business in the NFT space with business partners or multiple officers in a corporation, have business succession uh, agreements and plans put in place. If something happens to your business partner, who's allowed to step in and take over his, her, or their position and or are there buyout opportunities? So planning for all of the things that we're working so hard to build, I think is critically important when you think of your family, when you think of your heirs, and when you think of the ongoing uh, uh, efforts of your business or business partners. Thank you. I'm so glad that you shared all of that. Ah, it's so exciting to have you on here because I know this is going to help so many people. Earlier, we mentioned that you've been at the forefront of pivoting when social media came out, pivoting in the Web3 and NFT space. I want to talk to you a little bit about the metaverse. As someone who consumes your content, I know that you spend time in the metaverse. I know that you enjoy the metaverse. Tell me about where you think the metaverse is going in regards to businesses leveraging the metaverse. I think it's going to change everything. It's, uh, it's an opportunity for us to meet, for example, you and I meeting in one of our virtual spaces right now using a set of goggles like I just showed on the video portion of this, of this interview, where it feels like you and I are in the same room. And your image, your face, whether it's through your webcam, uh, a photo you upload from your phone or your desktop, it's, it's using artificial intelligence. It's integrated onto your avatar body. And it feels like we're in the same space. And when we're in these spaces, Lauren, unlike, you know, Zooms and, and some of Zoom and some of the other platforms, we're able to look at videos and photos and 3D objects and manipulate them regardless of where we're located around the world. It's, it's such an intimate professional experience that I encourage everyone to give it a try. And what I see happening is once more and more people start using different metaverse spaces. And right now, if anyone's interested, the four spaces that, uh, would you mind if I shared the four spaces that we're recommending for business owners Absolutely. and professionals? So my whole thing is I need to be in a space that has that professional first impression. It can't look like a Lego set. I can't have little kids running around pulling my pant leg when I've got clients paying me thousands of dollars an hour, right? So it has to be professional. And so the four platforms that we're using that are just beautiful conference rooms, amazing office spaces, all of the uh, interactive tools that you might need are spatial.io, engagevr.io, glue.work, and Horizon Oculus Workrooms. Those four spaces we're meeting clients in right now, and they are loving it. I, I tell a story, Lauren, just quickly. It was raining in Southern California a couple of months ago. And when it rains in Southern California, everything stops, right? That 45-minute drive from L.A. to Orange County turns into a four-hour drive, bumper to bumper. So everyone's calling first thing in the morning to reschedule. And my front office said, listen, if you'd like, we can do email, Zoom, we can reschedule, or you can meet Mitch in our virtual office uh, conference room. 
So two of our tech clients said, let's do that. Let's give it a try. One was a a perspective client. I'm getting excited just telling you the story. So I need to take a breath. I need to slow down. So we hop into this conference room and I'm trying to land this big client. And what we did is we used uh, engagevr.io and about 10 minutes before the meeting, we put up a couple of the company logos. We put up their uh, YouTube promo video. It's just a couple of clicks. And the clients walked into the room using their headsets. So they're like walking into the room to meet me. They're looking around and they can see that we took the time to customize this initial meeting environment, highlighting some of the things that I knew they were very excited about. So I started uh, sharing my spiel. And within about 60 seconds, uh, one of the uh, uh, decision makers, Mitch, stop talking. You're our lawyer. This is amazing. We want you to represent us in this case. That wouldn't have happened as quickly had we not given that client the opportunity or option to meet with us in one of our virtual office spaces. I see that same experience happening in almost any industry any business, any occupation, if I'm sitting down with a group of investors uh, with a large upcoming NFT drop, and we're meeting in a virtual conference room with people joining us from around the world, and we're able to grab and take that 3D NFT and rotate it and show people how it unlocks and the benefits that are going to be given to people who purchase the NFTs, and we complement you know, what we're talking about using graphics and photos and 3D objects. I'm using storytelling techniques through my audio because I am an avatar. I'm using metaphors to make my point. I'm working the space in the conference room. I'm moving my avatar around the conference room and keeping everything engaging. I'm using my hands just like I would in front of a jury. I'm paying attention to my facial expressions because my headset's picking up the movement of my cheeks and my eyes and my lips. And it's just one of those situations where once you learn how to communicate persuasively, persuasively in the virtual platforms, I think, um, I think it's going to allow more of us to close deals that we didn't even know were on the table because we're interacting with people on the other side of the world who will feel, Lauren, like they're in the same room with you and me. And I think that's the power of the metaverse. I'm not talking about Facebook. I'm not talking about meta. There are literally thousands of metaverses out there right now that you can pick and choose from that work for you. So I'm excited with combining these virtual interactions with Web3 technology, with complementing all of that with digital currency and NFTs. So Lauren, if you were a new client to our law firm, you would be given the option uh, if you'd like to receive one of our NFTs. And if you do, we share the NFT with you. It unlocks access to you, for you, to our, our private CRM, where you have access to your files, your calendar, and communication tools, uh, so you can privately communicate with the lawyers. It gives you access to a private weekly client interaction that we have in a virtual space with our clients. It gives you access or discounted rates to different virtual events or different in real life events that we're hopefully rolling back out, right? Moving forward in time. And so we're using NFTs to add value to our clients, but also to build a marketing and branding tool that most of the lawyers aren't using so that when that client goes home or that client sitting at an NBA playoff game and they're leaning over to their client and say, showing them the phone, look at my, look what my lawyer just sent me. It's an NFT. And guess what this does? And I mean, that is just amazing marketing and branding, much less creating an exemplary client experience. And so for all of these reasons, I'm just excited about we're just getting started with everything that you and I have talked about. 
what's it going to be like in three to four years? That's the exciting part. That is the exciting part. And we talked about this before we started recording. It's going to be incredible to look back in the last few years and see the content that people were creating. I know that you go hard with your content creation, sharing about Web3 technology, the metaverse, and so many things we talked about today. And when we look back three years, five years, 10 years from now, we're going to say, wow, Mitch Jackson, he went hard and look what he's created since then. I'm so impressed and proud of the work that you've done. Everything that we've, you've shared today on the Freedom with NFTs podcast. Before we wrap this episode up, I'm curious to know what's your favorite memory so far during your Web3 journey? The people that I've met along the way, as much as I like technology, I like relationships. I like uh, meeting people in real life and I like building communities. And I think for me, Lauren, it was traveling over to CEX in Phoenix, Arizona from Orange County, California, with my son who just graduated from the University of Southern California Marshall School of Business. Garrett and I just started two months ago uh, a new company called Maneuver where we help traditional businesses transition into the metaverse and Web3 space. And my wife, the three of us going to CEX and actually fist bumping, hugging and seeing a lot of friends who I hadn't met before in real life that I first connected with in the Web3 environment. So for, for me, my biggest takeaway was putting that real life experience uh, and helping us create that full circle relationship to what we've been doing the last two years uh, in the pandemic online. So that's been my biggest takeaway. Let me ask you a question. What's been your biggest takeaway? Same thing. It's been absolutely incredible over the last almost year since I pivoted into the space, the connections that I've made, the people I have encountered, the relationships that I've developed coming from the Web2 space where I was a business coach. There's such a massive difference in the Web3 space in regards to support supporting one another, helping each other. And there's a massive difference in the Web3 space of awareness of things that happened in Web2 that were bad, that should not happen in Web3, and people taking action to make sure that those things don't happen. One of the highlights for me in the Web3 space is how women are coming together to support one another. And in an industry that's still 80, 85% male dominated, it is so refreshing and incredible to have the support of women. Whereas in web two, it was, you know, competition, cutthroat, that whole vibe and attitude. And so that shift that's happened in web three of community and connection, that for me has been, it's been life-changing. And I appreciate you asking me that question. Your answer, uh, to me, reminds me of the legal profession. And, you know, my wife, we met in law school, like I mentioned, uh, partners ever since, gifted trial lawyer. But in the early years, watching what she had to go through, uh, you know, in a good old boys club down at the courthouse is what it was. And if you, when you meet Lisa someday, you'll see that she doesn't put up with anybody's bullshit. And, and so she, she, she basically put everybody in place like she should. Uh, watching my daughter, who's a third-year lawyer at Shepherd Mullen in Century City, uh, the things that she's dealing with today that are still here, right? That Lisa had to deal with 35 years ago when she first started practicing. And what I'm hearing from you is we're seeing the same thing in the Web3 space. And 
I will tell you that maybe some of the solutions that worked in the legal profession over the last couple of decades might also work in the Web3 space. It's probably what you're already doing, but you have the tools, you have the understanding of what you need to do to fix this problem or to improve a situation. For those people listening to this, this interview that don't have the tools, if anyone wants to reach out to me, I can put you in touch with Lisa because I think what worked for her in the legal profession would work also in a Web3 space. So I, I wasn't really aware of that. So I'm glad you brought that to my attention. Absolutely. And how can we stay in touch with you, Mitch? How can we stay in touch with Lisa? Well, the easiest way to stay in touch is just jump over to my blog. It's mitchjackson.com. That's where I post most of my Web3 metaverse, biz legal tips, articles, uh, and everything else in between. The law firm website is jacksonandwilson.com. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to uh, follow up this conversation with you before the end of 2022 down in Cabo on top of a paddleboard uh, heading out into the Sea of Cortez. Absolutely. That would be wonderful. It's been an honor to have you on Freedom with NFTs. So many golden nuggets, so much advice. Freedom with NFTs audience, you know the drill. If you resonated with this episode, please share it with your audience. When I started this podcast, it was my objective to align with people who had areas of expertise that, of course, I don't have the answers to, and I know so many of you don't either. This episode will help so many people in your community. And as always, get informed and get involved. That's all for this episode. We'll see you on the next one. I'm your host, Lauren Turton, and it's been an honor to show up for you in this format and support you on your journey in creating your version of freedom with NFTs and Web3 technology. Please share this episode with your community so we can onboard and educate more people so that the masses can leverage and implement this technology. And don't forget, get informed and get involved.